Hello, and welcome back to This Person I Met. Last episode, Lindsay Kalka, the managing director of Ground Cover News, spoke about how her newspaper is an incredible way to help low-income and homeless individuals in our community juxtapose with excellent journalism. This episode will showcase some authors of articles and past issues reading their own works. Bear Myths and Cultural Power by Cindy Gear reflects about the power of myths in preserving her Native American culture. And Love is a Mighty Stream by Mike Jones explains the importance of love in present-day America. Ground Cover News is a nonprofit street paper that was founded in April 2010 as a means to empower low-income persons to make the transitions from homeless to housed and from jobless to employed. Vendors purchase each copy of the Ground Cover News regular edition at our office for 50 cents. This money goes towards production costs. Vendors work selling the paper on the street for $2, keeping all income and tips from each sale. This audio production was made possible by the Ann Arbor District Library, recorded at Fifth Avenue Studios. If you consistently enjoy Ground Cover Speaks, continuing to buy physical newspapers from Ground Cover vendors ensures that we can sustain production. The physical paper and in-person interaction is at the heart of our work. You can find the link to our next audio recording in the upcoming print issue of Ground Cover News. Thanks for listening. Love is a Mighty Stream, written by Mike Jones. My uncle Maliki Almadine. Andy Jones taught me that love is the greatest healing power on earth. The God of love cannot hear the prayers of the one who fails to love. The love I speak of flows down a mountain like a mighty stream and washes away anything unlike itself. Once upon a time, not long ago, there was love. Others like myself bear witness to this love that existed. After the murder of Tupac and Biggie, love faded away like blunt smoke. Those of us who had the pleasure to exist in this time period saw the last of the good old days. Back in the day, people expressed love for one another through music, art, and everyday conversation. Today, nobody speaks to one another. People are too busy looking at their cell phones and not paying attention to what's going on around them. Most people don't have the scope of time in history. For those of us who remember, or those who desire love, peace, and harmony, the question arises, where is the love? and can it be restored socially in America and throughout the world? Predating the time period, the great Stevie Wonder graced the stage with his beautiful voice. He and his contemporaries were the soundtracks of love in America. The Motown sound was an expression of love, not just in the black neighborhoods, but all the neighborhoods in America. We were living in a better America than we're living in now. In those days, love was the core of our society, community, and family. America's society is failing because of the lack of love. America has become a war zone. What used to take place in the middle of night in the back alleys of Detroit, Michigan, is now taking place all over America in broad daylight. Let's get rid of the hate. Let's get rid of the guns, and let's make love in America great again. The generation I grew up in had more freedom than our children and grandchildren. Imagine that. We are going backwards, America. It is time we reverse course before we go to an unnecessary place. Others, like myself, are looking forward to ushering in a new world that would minimize the isms, racism, sexism, and fascism. We can do better as a society with less of that. Peace, love, and happiness. 
are what are naturally strived for but are not always obtainable. People from all walks of life, from all parts of the world, are trying to penetrate the borders of the free world in the pursuit of just that. I challenge all Americans and all humanity to express love to one another, for love is the greatest healing power on earth. Myths and Cultural Power by me, Cindy Gear, also known as Kung Fu Panda. For me, myths and legends are the glue that holds a culture together. Traditional myths are all about protection and self-preservation in the face of invasion and industrialism. I, myself, am Native American. A casca from northern borough forests of British Columbia and the Yukon territories. I have two traditional names. One is Gasagadani, King Salmon, and the other is my warrior name, Kulima, Firewoman. My father came from the Taltan tribe, but I was adopted into a Presbyterian family later in life. I returned to my ancestral people and lived with them. So I am the perfect example of an effort to destroy any old traditions, to take a person out of her ancestral world and deposit her into a new one. But I've always preserved and reconnected with the old myths, honoring and following my cultural traditions. My grandfather, Mike Johnny, was one of the last great medicine shamans, a hunter, a trapper, who lived off the land his entire life. The same way my people lived for thousands of years. He worked as a mule driver on barges on the river trained up the Erie Canal. But he was also a famous bone setter, a healer. The honor for me was always been that he was a traditional shaman. During the invasion of Christianity and Catholics and the Presbyterian Church tried to wipe out all the native shaman in cooperation with the Canadian government. People don't understand how devastating that actually was. Many shamans, like my grandfather, subverted them. Grandpa Mike shook the hands of the priests and said he wanted to be a catechist, but would still practice medicine in secret. He set up runners between tribes who would send secret messages when someone got sick so that he would speak out and heal those who were ailing. The Catholic Church controlled everything and using religion to manipulate people, but the old native myths survived, even in the face of extermination. When my grandmother was 11 years old, she went through the Great Disease, also known as the Spanish Flu. 
two out of seven families in our tribe died out completely. There were full tribes that were wiped out. Our chief was smart enough to tell everyone to go to their separate hunting lodges. And everyone split during the pandemic and did as he advised. Religion was always about control, but what people call mythology was about people surviving in the face of religion by keeping traditional knowledge and wisdom alive. Grandpa Mike was called a bear shaman since it was his totem animal. There were many myths and legends about bears. Some of the native myths about bears came out of a similarity between humans and bear bodies. If you strip a bear of its fur and its head and lay it out, it looks like a human body. That's why they called it Bear Brother. It's like a human being. So there are all these stories about animals and their similarities to humans. We had our trickster stories. We had Wolverine Man, which was similar to Coyote Man in other tribes. These sacred animal stories were passed down to our families for thousands of years because they taught people wisdom, misheld cultures together because they were all about taboo, things you did and you never did. Stories tell us how we could behave or not behave. So, say winters were really harsh. There were myths told to warn people about being greedy and selfish, hoarding food. We had sacred stories told to children so they knew that it was customary when another tribe was starving during winter and came asking, you had to share with them. We had tripod caches set up in high places to keep bears out and a ladder and the rule was that you only ate enough and never more than what you needed. But some of that we learned came from traditional animal stories that everybody knew, carrying some moral lessons about how to share with people and survive in a harsh environment. In some cases, it's 80 below zero, and all you have is some wood and some fire. Myths come from pressure out of real natural environments. Bears are territorial animals and come to have personalities as legendary figures in Casca myths since each one could become old and famous in its own area. One of the stories about Grandpa Mike, I love this one, is the time he was about two inches from a bear's face. He was cutting up a huge moose and slicing it up. He had blood all the way up his arms and he looked up 
and a bear was right there. But his gun was on the other side of the moose. So my grandfather had to climb over the dead moose to reach to the gun. But he still refused to shoot his own totem animal and just quietly walked away out of respect, even giving up his kill. This became a legend about him, but it tells us how we think about the tr and treat animals and each other in the world. Sacred stories teach us how to live and survive in the world. There's one famous Casca legend about a woman's encounter with a bear. The tribe was packing up to migrate for the season and this herbalist had the last member of the tribe to leave. But it took her a while to get all her plants and medicines picked up. As she was going up the trail, everyone else had already left. Suddenly, a massive grizzly rose up behind her. The only thing she could think to do was grab her curved knife and quickly as she could, slice all the way up from the bottom to the chest cavity. All its guts spilled out. She grabbed her bag and ran down the trail to find the tribe. At first, they couldn't believe it, but they went back and found the body, tanned its hide, and set out this huge bear rug. It made her famous as well-known woman who wrote, rose into a legendary one, and then became a source of mythical figure. It's a very powerful story about women and her ability to survive on her own. Today mythology is being wiped out and there's some sort of social engineering to create a manipulated controlled society using technology without any mythology to tell us right and wrong. We must stand as one mind, body and soul within a resistance of unity. We must come together as a human race and realize that each and every one of us is a individual who can say no, that we do not have to participate in this social experiment. Society will not survive being bankrupt in emotions and community if we have no stories to hold us together. So there's a word I came up with for a modern society. Illuminati oligarchy corporatocracy. We are being strangled and yoked and controlled by big tech, powerful billionaires and government in ways that nobody totally understands. The concept of mythology is a powerful people's unification against the onslaught of a new ideology that has been thrust onto humanity. We must counter the reality of this new technology understanding of humans by not participating in the algorithm of insanity. Mythology is a way to get back to the root and traditions of where we come from. Stories were a way 
of surviving in the face of the world back to Greece, Babylon, Egypt, India, all of the world's traditions. We as Americans have to decide what value the old traditions have for us from our families and back to the ancestors we came from.